Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Bursting the Bubble podcast. My name is Promise, joined by Andy, Isis, and Rohit. And today we have the NBA mega episode, since we haven't had an NBA episode in a hell of a long time. And uh, I think too much stuff happened in like that time. We got way too much to talk about now. Uh, free agency, we had trades, we had the draft of course. And we also had the Raptors moving to Tampa Bay, which I literally just learned of. Like, what the hell is that? That's insane. That just, that's insane. I don't think I'll ever get over that. <laughs> the wow. Tampa Bay Tampa Raptors. Bay? Wait, but why Tampa? I don't know, man. They don't have a basketball I think they were team. considering Kansas City, um, Seattle, I think, also. Yeah, I guess Russell Wilson uh, and Mahomes just aren't as good as Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my uh, god. They should have gone to Seattle, I think. Yeah, so they could have still been we the North. Hmm, Even AB true, chose yeah. Tampa over Seattle. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'm surprised. Like, I'm su- side note, I'm surprised AB didn't go to the Chiefs. Because, like, why not? Yeah. Tyreek Hill oh part god. two. When did this happen, dude? It happened, like, just... this morning. Okay. Okay. I know they were already in talks, like, a long time before this, but... Um, yeah, they just finalized that this morning. I woke so, up to it and I'm like, what? So th- this isn't this isn't like permanent though. This is just for no, the no, season. no, because the Not Canadian government prison. the Canadian government denied the Raptors' request to play in Canada. Probably okay. smartly. Yeah, it's pretty smart. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Cool. All right. The more the more you know, I guess. Uh, all right. Let's get let's get talking about this news. Um, we'll start with like the free agency and trades and all that stuff, but. I guess before we can get to that fun stuff, we have to deal with the heartbreak, the tragedy of Clay Thompson's Achilles injury. He's going to be yeah. out the entire year. This Again, is sad, dude. This it's is worse sad. for the league. Yeah. The league is better when the Warriors are good, and the, the Warriors Bros are, good are together. When Clay Thompson is alive and well. Yeah. But unfortunately, it is not, not to happen. To it was. It was like all the cars were lining up so well. They got Wiseman. They have, you know, this trade exception. They've got, you know, Steph Curry coming back and Klay Thompson coming back. And then, you know, this team was going to make some serious, serious noise. And then Klay Thompson just pops that Achilles, which is, uh, which is very sad. That's his I mean, other leg too, right? It's his other so, leg, which yeah. I know. It's probably an overcompensation injury, Yeah, but I know nothing. So... Yeah, whatever. But I think they'll, I mean, they'll obviously still make the playoffs. They replaced him with Kelly Oubre, and you could do worse. But he's obviously nowhere near the talent of Clay and what he means to this team. So uh, they'll make, make the playoffs, but their title chances just took a big shot. I think it's kind of done. If they it's done. Play. They're, not yeah. good. They're not winning the title. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the bigger thing is, like you said, like his presence on the team also, right? You just have it's another... It's been two years. Yeah, it's been so long since he's played. It feels like, so I don't know, man. It's and he be was a... and he was just like you know developing different parts of his game. He was finally becoming a, a player that could put the ball on the ground if he had to. He always had the catch and shoot game. He was developing his defensive game, making it better and better. And then like after evolving into like the prototypical three and D, as good as it gets, he's literally the best three and D player you can the get. The best three and D player, and then now. Is uh, yeah, we don't know if he'll be able to play defense at such a high level. I yeah. mean, we're assuming his shooting will return because you know less hopefully. movement involved and stuff. Yeah, and that ages well. But 
Like he won't be able to guard Damian Lillard, number one guards like Harden in the Western Conference playoffs. So gonna be tough. Gonna be tough. Yeah, usually when someone gets these types of injuries twice, it usually doesn't. They never get back to their normal form. So it's kind of yeah. Like uh, unfortunately, I was comparing it to a former Warrior um, in Demarcus Cousins actually, and you saw how like having. I'm pretty sure he had like multiple injuries and you saw how that turned out. He got waived by the Lakers last year during their championship run and doesn't really seem like any team really wants him right now. So, I mean, I, I don't think it certainly will be as extreme as the DeMarcus Cousins situation, but um, yeah, he's definitely going to lose a step when he does come back from these, uh, from recovering from this Achilles injury. Right. So it's like a um, mental toll on you too. Right. Like, that yeah. has to suck, dude. Yeah. Like, you've been out the whole year, and you're, like, finally coming back. You're, like, just a couple weeks out from the season, like, a month out from the season starting again. And then you're out for the year again, like, after all this work that you put in. So Reminds me of Navarro Bowman. He tore his ACL against the Seahawks in, like, <laughs> emotional game, just like he tore his ACL in the game six of the finals. And he yeah. comes back, and then, like, I think week six of the next year, he tears his Achilles. This is, like, really the exact same thing. Yeah. And, yeah, Navarro Bowman was never the same. But hopefully, linebacker is somewhat different than uh, basketball player. So, <laughs> and if there was any doubt that the Warriors dynasty is over, I I think this fully cements it. Like we even even like next year, like the next couple years, Curry, Clay, they're all getting older, right? So the championship window like diminishes diminishes significantly. Um, as as unfortunate as it is, I know Ishis is very happy right now. But, um, <laughs> Yeah. Giggle. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible news. Terrible, terrible. terrible. Uh, Uber is on the team now, though. Like um, Rohit said, bit of a replacement, I suppose. Um, but he's a decent player. He's young. He can yeah, play yeah. defense. He uh, had a career year last year on the Suns. Uh, it, I, I think, I want to say, eighteen points per game. Pretty good. Pretty 18 solid. Eighteen points. Pretty he can shoot like thirty-six percent from three, which isn't spectacular, but you know. You'll take that, yeah. yeah. So and uh, I I saw something on Twitter like uh, Steph Curry will get all the wide open threes because the opponents will just be staring at Uber. Yeah, me too, dog. <laughs> they're about to they're about to form the all light skin lineup. Oh my god! Yeah. He puts Can't the wait. Bay in Bay Area. Dude. They got Damian Lee too, like oh, uh, yeah. Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. They had Clay. Fuck. Because they were, they were looking at Uber before Clay even got hurt. Yeah, I think they so would have made that trade even if Clay got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he fits so well into the system. Yeah. Um, Man, this just sucks, dude. That just sucks. Missing the Splash Bros. Uh, but I guess all right. Let's talk about something a little less gloomy then. Uh, the Suns, the Suns traded away Ubre, but they got. I get it. The Suns aren't gloomy. <laughs> they're not gloomy. They're a little polite <laughs> spots. That's good stuff, right? That was unintentional entirely. Sure, buddy. Yeah. Uh, they got CP3, Rohit's favorite player. Not my favorite player, but I am a big fan. I'm I'm happy with this trade. It feels like it's a duplicate of the OKC situation, kind of like a young team that needs that leader. Uh, Devin Booker can have some of the playmaking pressure taken off of him. DeAndre Ayton can really grow in the pick and roll, especially like with Chris Paul, herky-jerky movements in and out. <laughs> Just probing, constantly probing, and then if he gets, he, even Chris Paul doesn't have to handle the load. You know, the the Suns are a pretty good team, as we saw in the bubble. 
Um, eight and zero, never, never lost. Never lost. So uh, I like this trade a lot. Um, and CP three just continues. Will probably continue to show his value as a leader. So it's good stuff. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Suns are going to be like they're already like in contention, I guess, for the eight seed with that insane bubble run. But I think this is going to put them in. They're like, going eighty two and zero. Just extract it. <laughs> it's easy to extract it. We must use. Wait, the wait, wait, you can't do that because uh, because the roster is now different. So you know, mm. that's, the that's too much extrapolation. Mm. Yeah. Correct, correct, correct. But I mean, like, I think this puts them firmly in the contention for a playoff spot. Right? I mean, if you have CP3, you're making Yeah, that's playoffs. what I'm saying. CP3, like, carried the Thunder to a 5C last year. So I think these guys can go 6, uh, not 6, but like maybe like 7 seed potentially, if not, like, if that high, maybe. Yeah. I mean, compare this team to, like, OKC last year. I think it might be an upgrade even compared to, like, Schroeder yeah. and I think SK. Devin Booker's yeah. better than Sh- Shea. The both yeah. of them, yeah. Sure. yeah. DeAndre Ayton, Steven Adams. Probably better DeAndre Aiden because he's younger. Right. Uh, you got some other, I think Bridges, couple. Mikel Bridges, yeah, he he played really players. well in the bubble. Um, defense, yeah, defensively. Um, not much else besides that, to be honest. But I mean, they figured something out in the bubble. That's certainly worth something for this for this season. Yeah. Right, and one another thing is, I mean, the Thunder aren't going to be there next year. I'm assuming. I don't, uh, you never know. <laughs> uh, we don't know what's going on with Houston. We might we don't really know what the roster is going to be next year. So that's also quite yeah. marketable. So but there's also going to be teams coming in, you know, stuff like uh, that. Yeah, yeah definitely. But we'll yeah, I think I think, but down. but the Suns are one of those teams coming in. Mm-hmm. So I think they're definitely, yeah, six is possible. Six, maybe even five seed. Who knows? Who or knows? maybe they'll uh, they'll slide into tenth seed and then do the and then win the play in tournament. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In classic Suns fashion, that's just yeah. that's just the game. Uh, classic fashion for the Thunder is slightly different. <laughs> that is just uh, get all the draft picks and make sure that nobody else has any. <laughs> they're gonna own an entire draft at one point. Yeah, they're gonna pick thirty times in a row. And they're gonna trade all of them for like <laughs> future draft <laughs> future draft picks. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we wrote out a list of all the transactions that Thunder have made. This might not even be all of them. It's not all of them, but like we'll do a couple of the important ones. Um, I'll just go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so they traded their backup point guard, good player in Dennis Schroeder, for the 28th overall in Danny Green. They then traded Danny Green and Terrence Ferguson to the Sixers for Horford. They're probably going to jack up his trade value and trade him like CP3. Because Horford's trade value has been at an all-time low. They picked two players in the draft, which is relatively low. They traded Steven Adams for one first and one second about an hour ago, actually. They traded CP3 for Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, and a, and a first-round pick. They traded Oubre to the Warriors for a first-round pick. They traded Rubio and two first-round picks for just a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> like a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff. It was a three-team trade. And then finally, they're... Mia Culpa, the white whale, the coup grass. They traded for the Celtics' backup center for a conditional top 55 protected second round pick, which oh, is just man. just shatters the league. <laughs> league so, <broken. laughs> so if the if the Thunder have the 56, 57, 58, 59, or 60th pick in the next year's draft. The Celtics get that privilege. Otherwise, the the 
Thunder picked up uh, Vincent Poirier for free, which is uh, which is just broken, man. League broken. They <laughs> had the next five years. <laughs> 55 protected. That's just insane. I've never seen anything like that. I've never seen anything like this spree that they've been on, man. Just yeah. accumulating, hoarding. Um, every every player and every pick will soon be theirs. Yeah. Uh, they have 25 picks in the next seven years. Is that... Like, probably not true anymore. They probably have more or less. <laughs> that's just, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll average out. I mean, so like, what are they doing though? Like, why? I mean, I mean, they're trading away CP3 because his trade value is at all time high, right? Yeah. And once you trade away CP3, you don't want Steven Adams anymore. And once you lose those two, you're committed to a rebuild. Yep. So, they're trying to build around uh, Shade. Shea Gilgis Alexander, which is not a bad player to build your team. And Dort. And Dort. Uh, who, how could I forget my favorite player, Luguenz Dort? Luguenz. I mean, I like it. I, I hate teams that, and I know Isis especially hates teams that languish in mediocrity. And uh, this team is just like completely bouncing out of the five seed in the playoffs and just saying, yeah, someone else take it. We'll, we'll, have, we'll catch you guys in 2027. <laughs> this roster in 2027 is about to be insane. Yeah, it's about to be the youngest roster we've ever seen. <laughs> Go ahead, Ishus. Yeah, uh, I think once Paul George wanted out of OKC, it kind of just set in a motion of events that just went from him, Westbrook, and then they just kind of were like, yeah, we're rebuilding. And they basically just sent everyone out at this point. So, I mean, another thing is 25 of those picks, that's not even, there's that's more than an entire roster. Like, some of those guys are going to be like, two. More than two, exactly. Like, what are you gonna do with those other remaining people? Like, just send them somewhere else for more picks, more yes. picks in the future. Dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, that's hilarious though, dude. Like, so so they, and the thing about it is like you would see these moves happening, and then like you'd be like, okay, they got this guy, and then this guy would be gone in like another twenty minutes. Trevor Ariza is like a great example. Did he pass through this team? He probably did. He probably did, dude. But even if he didn't, Trevor Ariza got traded. I think from the Blazers to the Rockets, to the Pistons, to the Thunder. <laughs> so, yeah, he's just... And that's in one day. So, I mean, these this guy's probably, like, on Zillow frantically. <laughs> Where do I live? <laughs> oh, yeah. man. I know how hard it is to find a lease. I'm also in the same position, Trevor yeah. Ariza. Link yeah. up. Me too. <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll talk, we'll about, talk about, it. about it. Uh, So, the Thunder are throwing away their spot, perfectly said. They'll be back in a in a in a minute. Um, I think the I think the problem with like doing this is you're basically putting so much like you're 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 throwing away a season, which I guess is like it happens more than one season. Yeah, they're trading away like three seasons. This is like I feel like this is like the process, though. You know, you have to like the process yielded. The process yielded Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz, and Joel Embiid. And like that's insane. Like two yep. of those three guys are top twenty players. No, but I think the Sixers they just they they got those with their own picks. I think like they just sucked. And yeah, sure. That. I mean that's the I boring think, version of the process. Right. <laughs> I think uh, a better example would be the Celtics. I mean they got rid of Pierce, Garnett, yeah, yeah. They, for, like, they just dumped them all in the Nets for like. And then and the best part was the so Nets much. immediately. Immediately they just like fell apart, and those picks yeah. instantly became like top three picks, netting like Jason Tatum. I saw I saw like a really crazy, not super crazy maybe. So Sam Presti, the the OKC GM, he's made a trade with every single uh, team in the Clippers division except the Clippers. 
And the theory is that he's trying to make the Warriors better. He's trying to make the Lakers better. So that the Clippers fall down in the standings so that their first round pick gets better. Because wow. he literally made he's literally no, he's literally he made a trade with the Kings. He made a trade with all these teams except for the Clippers. Dude. And then I mean the Warriors getting Ubre for a top twenty protected pick is literally like almost free. Two second round picks is free. And then the Lakers got Schroeder for for a twenty eighth overall pick, which yeah. is essentially a second rounder. Again, as close to free as it gets. And like these are just and then you know the the Clippers are gonna maybe fall off a little bit, and uh, those picks are gonna Man. start looking real juicy. Seventeen D intergalactic backgammon, dude. Yeah, that's that a good statistically statistically one of these teams has to like implode and just suck, right? And, and then those the, picks will just yeah. become insanely good. Yep. And they have so that, a pick from like almost every team. <laughs> and I can guarantee you, one of those teams is gonna suck. So someone has to get last, right? Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, if it's us, if it's the us, Jets. then we get the pick, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess it's it's an interesting theory, uh, interesting strategy. So it'll be fun to see what they can put together. Um, let's move over to James Harden, who wants to move away from the Houston Rockets, and a he's trying to move. Yeah, he's trying to get over to to Brooklyn. Another dick move. Yeah. God, I would hate that team so much. And I like I like Kyrie. I like KD. And I like Harden, but individually, you know, like I don't, I can't I don't handle them together. I don't know why he would want to go to Brooklyn. It just doesn't seem like it's a, a place fit. where, yeah, yeah, where it's not excel. a good fit either, right? Because you know, Kyrie and um, Harden are both ball dominant guards, and <laughs> you saw what happened uh, last time Harden played with the ball dominant guard, or I guess last season, right? Yeah, so. last two times, <laughs> CP3 is a ball dominant guard. Yeah. yeah, and like KD is still KD, so he's going to get his touches. I feel like Kyrie yeah. would be the odd man out there because he's clearly the worst player. Yep. So why would he, you know, okay this? And aside from all that, I, it's ridiculous. It's not going to happen. Brooklyn has absolutely no assets for a top five player. Yeah, like I'm hearing Warriors fans saying, "Oh, the Brooklyn can trade Kerry Levert and Spencer Dinwiddie and picks and picks for for James Harden." <laughs> When in reality, like, if they were hypothetically trading away Steph Curry, they'd want, like, you know, another top five player in return, which is ridiculous, not going to happen. So, like, just everyone needs to set their expectations right. Harden is not going to Brooklyn. He's not, he's not going to Brooklyn. Now, he could go to the Sixers, which I think would, uh, would be fascinating. That would be super interesting. But he's not going to be on the Rockets, right? Uh, he wants out. I, I, think, I think the Rockets should just call his bluff. The other players that were demanding trades around the league, like AD and Paul George, like they had, they were about to be out of their contract. Harden has two more years of team control. So they can just call his bluff. Okay, if you want to sit two years in the middle of your prime, go ahead. But uh, otherwise, you're going to play for us. So also, the thing is, like, if he says he wants out, you can't immediately just like look, like, wait a day or two and then see whatever you get and trade him. Like, it's in their best interest because they have no rush. They can wait. They can <clears> DeAndre see... Hopkins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they can see his value go up and down and see like, the best option they can get and then trade him. For um, NBA... F- Sorry, go ahead, Ishis. But I mean, yeah. I mean, at this point, I don't know. What do you guys think his value... Like, James Harden is one of the best top, scorers in the top league. Top five. What's, what's yeah. his value? Uh, like, what, yeah. what trade would actually be equivalent to Ah, uh, I don't know, man. Uh... You would need like they've been asking for a bunch of picks and a young like cornerstone, 
So, mm-hmm. like, who's a young cornerstone? I like Jason Gilgis. Jason Tatum is a young cornerstone, but the, you know you wouldn't trade Jason Tatum for. But James he's Harden. already a super. Like, he's already, he's already a superstar. superstar. It's like it's like, it's like Devin Booker almost. Yeah, you know? Devin Booker, a worse version of Devin Booker, maybe. Yeah. So maybe like Shea. I was thinking Shea. Yeah, Shea and a whole bunch of picks, but like you know, the, yeah. the Thunder don't want it. Thunder don't want to contend right now. <laughs> Siakam and a bunch of picks, but Siakam's like slightly not a cornerstone. So I, mean, I just we literally to... we literally talked about this though. We were saying like Harden, like as it stands in 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 Houston, is not like a a fit for success. Like they're mm-hmm. not going to succeed with him there just to, because of how he plays. There is no ideal co-star for for Harden. Harden, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, we were kind of shitting on the Nets thing, but like, who knows, right? He might just. I mean, if we're just gonna not account for like the the moves that they can make to actually acquire Harden, then like maybe it wouldn't be a horrible fit because clearly the fit right now is not it's not a winning strategy. I I mean, you're just double you're tripling down on ISO ball, man. No. Like yeah. That's Dude, Kyrie dribbles it around for five seconds, passes it to Kevin. Kevin dribbles it around for five seconds, passes it to James Harden. Wait, what is like that a... word? You just pass? Pass? Oh, <laughs> what is that? You mean a missed shot that someone on the got a rebound. So I just yeah. wanted to bring up, like, for NBA fans that don't watch the NFL, uh, there's a player named DeAndre Hopkins. And he was in a similar situation to James Harden. He also played for a Houston team. Imagine if, like... James Harden got traded to Philly for Al Horford and a second round pick. No, That's John Wall. John Wall. John, John Wall. Perfect example. John Wall straight John up. Right? <laughs> Imagine like how much your head would explode and how how quickly the GM of the Houston Rockets would get fired. And then, no, yeah. and then the GM would be like, let's give him some time. Let's see him. Let him prove himself. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's literally what happened. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is a top, probably a top two wide receiver in the game. Uh, at least top ten got traded for David Johnson. <laughs> at least, at least, yeah. So it's ridiculous. No, but honestly, I don't understand. Like, do these people not think about the moves that they're making? Like, even last year when Russell Westbrook went to Houston, like everybody was like watching this, going like, "This is there's no way this is gonna work, dude. You guys are both ball dominant, and you don't like work." I mean, yeah, you weren't. Oh, okay, you make work. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, I think it's just Harden being a dick. I mean, I, I, I'm not a hardened hater. I actually think he's a quite a fun player to watch when he's actually playing basketball. But, like, think, think about it from the – yeah, all right, all right, Andy. Think about it from the Houston front office, right? Like, they, they tried everything. They married him with Mike D'Antoni, which is, like, James Harden's dream. Double the offense, no defense. And then they, they started, you know, spacing him with four shooters to get him MVP awards, and he got his MVP award. And then he threw a hissy fit, and he said, I won Russell Westbrook. And he got Russell Westbrook. They moved heaven and earth. And they did all this. And he's like, yeah, I think I want to go to Brooklyn. Like, what the hell? Like, like, the, the, like I'm all for player empowerment. But, like, he had power. They, they gave him $50 million a year extension. And he said, no, I want to go to Brooklyn. This is dumb, man. But, like, I mean, can't he see that not working out? Like, doesn't – can shouldn't his – like, shouldn't he know that, like, every single star in his team wants the ball in their hands? This is not going to work out. And I, just, you I know. think our BBIQ is just higher than his, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we just know more than him. Just know more than him. That's all. Yeah, I, I mean, the Rockets are also, they seem to be in tank mode, right? They're trading away, like, players. Covington. Like, I wouldn't even talk Covington. about it. Yeah, Covington. Like, solid player, but they traded him away for not too much. Like, they not got Ariza and a pick and, and like... Promptly traded Ariza. Yeah. Yes. 
previously so, mentioned. I mean, you can't blame... You also can't, like, blame Harden for not really wanting to play on this team anymore. Like, no, no, no. he knows they're going to suck. Think about the, the chain of events. The chain of events started with Harden demanding a trade. And then the, Houston was like, oh, if that's how it's going to be, we got to get out of Robert Covington while the, while the going's good. If Harden wanted... If Harden didn't say anything at all, I guarantee Robert Covington would still be on this team. He's a perfect match for Harden. He's a small ball center that can shoot the three. Yeah. So. No, but also, like, what is Houston's identity? Because right? Mike D'Antoni left, so I guess they're not. Houston there. at this point has no identity. Who's their right? coach? Some <sighs> assistant, I think. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, um, I I honestly have no idea. But like, yeah, like, how are they going to continue to run the small ball system? Like, they're not. They're did not. yeah? Did Daryl Morey leave? Yeah, Daryl Morey left too, right? He yeah. was the innovator of this whole system, and it is Steven. Like, Silas, they're just st- by the way. The heralded offensive mind of Steven Silas. Uh, Thank you for that tidbit of information. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this yeah that doesn't even help the case, right? I have no idea who this guy is. (laughs) Um, No, like even what is that coach supposed to do now? Sorry, Andy. Um, Like he doesn't even know what the team, what his roster is going to be like at this point. That's why Harden wants to leave. Like (laughs) it makes sense. Like sure, he might be an ass about it. My point is that. He's the reason why the Houston future is in flux is because of Harden. Sure, they lost Dan Tony, fine, but they can replace him. And you know, players play with new coaches all the time. But by throwing yeah. a fit and then saying, I want to go to Brooklyn now, after they literally moved heaven and earth to get you Robert Cummington and Russell Westbrook, what, do you, what, what is the organization supposed to do? They have no more moves to make. You, you can only move heaven and earth once. <laughs> it's yeah. a hard, it's a hard thing to do. And then, yeah, like, like now, now he says I want to trade, and then of course everything starts crumbling around him, and now he's actually screwed himself over because the logical thing to do for the Rockets is to play out these next two years. Because uh, 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 unless you're getting a Godfather package for Harden, you don't move him, and then Harden is just going to be stuck on this shitty ass team, you know, while Devin Booker is Devin Bookering away on the Suns with CP3 in uh, Basketball Paradise. James Harden's going to be the new Devin Booker, putting up 70 on a losing effort. Man. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, that's kind of going to be the situation here, no matter what. So, Do we know what's happening with Westbrook? Uh, apparently Westbrook for John he Wall. <laughs> no, no, no. But, I mean, also, he's... like, what's... Oh, sorry, go front. No, I was, I was, I was actually going to ask. Like, are, so, I know he also wants out, but, like, is, is there a, the a real deal? Him? The Knicks wanted him a bit for a bit, I guess, which is a very Knicks thing to do. He'll fill seats, he'll sell tickets, they won't win games. Yeah, no, but so. like his value is like the lowest it's been in his career, I think. Yeah, at this point. Yeah, who? Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Oh yeah, no, no doubt. No team like really wants him right now, and <laughs> rightfully so. So I mean, yeah, it's like Knicks, Wizards. It's kind of sad teams, dude. I'm not a. I wouldn't be happy if I were Westbrook. I mean, you could get to New York. It'd be pretty sick. I'd be pretty happy if I were Russell Westbrook. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> well, yeah, he'd be rich, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, but yeah, no matter where he goes, he's not gonna win. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the Pelicans and Bucks making some moves here. Uh, the Pelicans traded Drew Holiday to the Bucks. Uh, and the Bucks gave a whole bunch of stuff in return. Uh, they gave George Hill, Eric Bledsoe, 
and two first rounders? Three, Three first, first rounders. rounders. And then two pick swaps. That's insane. That's a lot. Uh, did That's you awesome. like not mention the Thunder because it's like a given at this point? It's yeah. <laughs> That's another the given. Routed some picks their way for Stephen Adams to the Pelicans. Yeah, so Stephen Adams is now in New Orleans, and uh, the Thunder tapped into their bank, I suppose, and just deposited more and more picks in there. Yeah, <laughs> I really like this move for the the Bucks. I I love Drew Holiday. He's exactly my kind of player. Um, he just he just. He's, he fits in everywhere. Him and like Clay Thompson, I feel like they fit in everywhere. Um, you know, Drew Holiday can do what you need him to do on the basketball court. Um, I think the one thing he can't do is get an isolation bucket in the playoffs, which has been the Bucks' problem. So I'm not sure about that. But he can play excellent defense. He can run the offense. He can shoot the three. He can play off ball, on ball. He's like Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton's taller, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's sure. like it's like another Chris Middleton. It's but, just a really solid piece. Okay, I, I don't know if I, I feel like three first rounders. It's not, is, three, it's not three first rounders for Drew Holiday. Eric Bledsoe has a horrible contract. Like he just signed like oh, okay. thirty million dollar contract last year, and they had to move that. He's a he's a hugely negative asset. So to dump him, that probably cost one and a half first round picks, and then to get Drew was another one and a half. I think it makes sense for the Pelicans because like they have a lot of young players right mm-hmm. now, so they don't have that much issue with the cap yeah Yeah, and also like match their timeline go ahead yeah and also like i i like um them getting rid of george hill and eric bledsoe because eric bledsoe was um like the only redeeming quality that he had um at, at least for this team was that like he was able to play defense which like um which obviously is good but um at some point like he became an offensive liability same thing for george hill uh, I think George Hill's like um, a lesser version of Drew Holiday. Like I think they do like do similar things. Drew just does everything a little bit better, and so I, I like this pick. Just getting rid of those two point guards, right? Yeah, um, addition by subtraction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I really wanted Holiday to go to the Pacers and form the three Holiday lineup. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, alas, NBA doesn't want us to have nice no holidays. No <laughs> they go right back to work in December. Nine no to five. Gainfully employed. <laughs> Gainfully employed. Uh, I mean, Stephen Adams on the Pelicans, this seems like a unnecessary move for the Pelicans. I'm not really sure why they did it. I mean, they lost to Derek Favors in free agency. Derek Favors was kind of their, you know, big guy anchoring of the defense. Kind of can bang with the bodies to keep Zion fresh, I guess. So... That's Stephen Adams in a nutshell. Yeah, Zion's freshness. It's mm. a good point. Uh, all right, let's talk about the defending champs, defending champion Lakers. Uh, they made some very good depth moves here. They picked up Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell from the Clippers. Uh, they also recently acquired Wesley Matthews. That happened a couple hours ago. I think they re-signed JaVale McGee, lost Dwight Howard. They're going to lose Rondo, if I had to guess. I think they're also going to lose KCP. I don't think they have the cap for that. Yeah. That's that's kind of a... I feel like Rondo really played well in the playoffs. I think they're... That's why they traded for Schroeder. They need that second playmaker. Maybe Mm -hmm. not not nearly the basketball IQ of Rondo, but just someone to be able to run the offense when LeBron is not LeBroning. 
Yeah. So. Yeah, that that's fair. Yeah, because we saw a lot of times um, in the last playoffs when LeBron was off the court, Rondo just you know picked up right where he left off, throwing alley oops, you know, making all the right plays, getting timely steals, whatnot. I think he's single. He was like plus twenty four in a couple of games uh, in the playoffs, um, and yeah, like obviously Dennis Schroeder won't be nearly the same as Rondo, but these are really really important depth pieces. I feel like, and I mean, it's hard to bet against the Lakers right now. Like, it's hard to be- first of all, hard to bet against LeBron, and then now they just add a bunch of additional pieces. Like, even if KCP and Rondo. Um, uh, go like go Danny out Green, like Danny now Green. comes in like Dennis Schroeder, Wes Matthews, both like pretty veteran players who have playoff experience, um, whatnot. So and like think about what they paid to get Dennis Schroeder. You think LeBron James gives a single shit about a twenty eighth overall pick? Like <laughs> no, that twenty eighth overall all. pick is going to like convey to maybe someone in like three or four years when LeBron is already yeah. playing. With it's, yeah, it's not going to matter right now, right? It, at yeah. least not in the yeah next three four years. So. You want a proven talent in Dennis Schroeder. Um, played really, really well uh, last year, especially with the mentorship of Chris Paul. So, <sighs> Lakers, Lakers back. Lakers back. back. <laughs> Lakers are in the driver's seat right now, I would say. Oh, yeah, yeah 100%. Um, Every other team has Cooper. major questions. Yep. I feel like, um, so they lost Dwight, and if we project them to lose Rondo as well, then getting Schroeder and Montrez is like, it's like a, a younger version of those two that'll come off the bench and probably be able to put up similar numbers. So yeah. Also, the they 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 take Harrell away from the Clippers. away from the Clippers. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nice. So the thing about the like when whenever LeBron's in any organization, he kind of runs everything. Uh, so the thing is like whenever they make moves and they make trades, it's always like lebron's advice to like get certain players so it's always LeBron's lebron advice? lebron is the one making yeah the basically basically <laughs> right? gm he handpicked he basically handpicked these guys like they want he's like i want anthony davis go get anthony davis did you and see they him go. hug dennis schroeder yeah, I, <laughs> I saw that i did but that's the thing like he basically handpicked dennis schroeder. he's like i want to play with him get him here and they you know got it so it's even more uh praise and more better things to come from dennis schroeder because you know lebron wanted him and you know lebron makes everyone around him better so he could be, you know, a lot better than we think he is now. And just so. toss that back to, like, James Harden. You know, James Harden also dictated with a similar level. I want Rocco. I want Dwight Howard. I want Chris Paul. I want Russell Westbrook. But the difference is Le- LeBron micromanages and you get a guaranteed trip to the finals. Harden micromanages and you get, like, a guaranteed first, second, third playoff exit. <laughs> Whatever, right? Yeah. So Yeah. You can no, but also there. James Harden isn't LeBron, like, just there was only IQ one wise. Yeah. Like look, James Harden again, he wants to go to Brooklyn. Like that's a clear <laughs> example of him not knowing what he's doing, right? LeBron right. like has the exact like I guarantee you he has some plan for Dennis Schroeder. That's gonna LeBron make LeBron would like, never go to Brooklyn. <laughs> exactly. Like he know like he has something in his mind where he's gonna use Dennis Schroeder in a certain way to make him a lot better and just make the team like OP. So. Dude, Le- LeBron's gonna find some way to like finagle the picks so that the Lakers get Bronny. Yeah, one hundred percent insane. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Or or he's going to make the Lakers trade for Bronny. Like, the, yeah. Bucks, the Bucks literally, they traded everyone except for Thanasis onto Dekumpo because they can't trade him. He's an <laughs> untradeable asset. Like, if you look at their roster, it's Giannis, the, the two Antetokounmpo's, and, like, Brooke Lopez. And that's it. <laughs> everyone so, else is movable. Yeah. Um, you talked about, like, the Lakers poaching away Montrez from uh, the Clippers. The Clippers also lost Landry Shamit. 
Um, I'm forgetting what team he's on now. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. There you go. More pieces in Brooklyn, I suppose. For nice shooter. I really like for Harden. Yeah, for Harden. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's the thing. Like, these are two very, very solid guys who came off the bench, and that was like one of the huge strengths of the Clippers. Was like they had the best bench in the league. They had like six men and bench players who were almost like, too much. In my yeah, opinion, they should have right? been starters. Like they um, had Reggie Jackson, Morris. I don't know which Morris. One of the Morrises. Marcus. Uh, Marcus. Marcus. Okay, nah, uh, he recently big, just got resigned. Yeah. It's a big difference. Uh, they had more. They had Shamit. They had. Did I already mention Reggie Jackson? They had yes, Lou Will, Montrez yeah. Harrell. Like all these guys. Like that's too much. It's like in fantasy, you have too 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 much talent on your bench. You need to consolidate those good pieces into like one really big <laughs> league winner. Sorry. So yeah, yeah, T Higgins. What the hell are you gonna do with T Higgins? <laughs> or you start him because T Higgins low key balling out, dude. And what do you do? Focus, focus, focus on topic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, so so they lost a couple of really good pieces though, and it doesn't really feel like they got a huge return for it, right? Like yeah, you, yeah. I mean, just walked right, and then um, I I don't I don't. Yeah, they got Luke Kennard. Like 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 how much? You can say his name with like Luke Kennard, dude. Luke Kennard. It's one word, dude. The, the last two letters of his first name. The first two letters of his last name. That's symmetry. Hard to find in this loop. That is true. <laughs> that is very true. Oh man! But I this like that's what I'm saying. Like you're not gonna get a huge return. Yeah. You, well, they didn't get a huge return, so I don't know. I feel like the Clippers moved backwards. So I think like the thing is when a team that's kind of underperforms in the playoffs, people kind of overreact and expect them to make like a hell of moves in the offseason to make the team better. But I think this team last year itself had enough talent to win a championship. It's just, you know, the chemistry and, you know, coaching and whatever, right? But so, has that been addressed? They don't really have like a yeah. quote-unquote locker room leader still. And people don't like Paul George from what I've heard. Kennard, bro, Kennard. And uh, Kawhi <laughs> Leonard is not going to be a leader anytime soon, at least a verbal one. So the issues that plagued them are still there. So, yeah. yeah, so I'm interested to see what the coaching staff is doing about that. But I don't think they need to, like, make drastic decisions and, like, you know. But, like, make I, I feel like the coaching staff could only do so much for the players' chemistry, right? Like, you have you need to have an on-court leader of sorts in order to do well. Just, like, just keep everyone motivated at the same time. Like, maybe not someone as, like, fiery as Draymond Green, but, like, someone who is always, Patrick, like, Bev, yeah. Patrick like yeah no i was low-key like wondering like why patrick beverly wasn't getting more upset when you know they they uh started losing their lead to the nuggets like he just like stood there and just took it like i've never known patrick beverly to be the type of person who just stands there and takes takes a beating right because i don't think he's he's at the level of player of Draymond green where he can you know right this is enough i'm going to put my stamp on the game patrick beverly's stamp on the game is being a, a pest right yeah and you can't like turn up the dial on a pest <laughs> it's already fouled out <laughs> it's already like turned up to like 11 so like there's not much more he can do so i don't blame him for like you know oh he he let mm, that's he fair. Let that happen, yeah. right so he was actually mad on twitter that montrez harrell is on the lakers now i mean what yeah. the hell is he not lebron <laughs> he's sad uh but yeah i don't know that's i i genuinely i feel like the clippers didn't do anything to like address their problems and they just lost some very important players by the, same, by the same token i think that a lot of their problems can just be addressed by playing more basketball yeah with time yeah so yeah if they actually play this year i think they'll be fine 
Yes. Factual. Uh, Sixers, well, we talked about him a little bit earlier in terms of potential landing spot for Harden. Horford is going to uh, be on this team. No, Horford is gone from this team. Sorry. Um, they also picked up Josh Richardson. Uh, sorry. They, oh, my God. They lost Josh <laughs> Richardson. And who is Tyler Bay? I don't know. <laughs> well, they, they, they lost him, too. And they got Seth Curry. So, um, Doc I, mean, I, I like what they did. They had, I mean, in this offseason, this has to be a complete win for the Sixers. They got Doc Rivers. They got Daryl Morey. And they promptly got rid of the worst thing on their team, which is Horford's contract. Mm. And they imported the one thing that they need, which is shooting from Seth Curry and Danny Green. So, I mean, that's good, really, really good stuff. Yeah, Danny Green. I, I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> package is always good. Danny, Danny Brickman. He's better than Al Horford from out there. He's better than – he's the best shooter on the Sixers right now outside of Seth Curry. Hey, Danny Brick Green. You just sounded like a real Lakers fan right now, dude. <laughs> Jeez. Guy. But like, so, he had a pretty bad playoffs, but it's yeah. Overall, he's fine. Like, it's still Danny. I didn't, no, I don't think he had a bad playoffs, bro. Just because he missed one shot with no, one not wide open that. shot. Like I thought he was a better shooter than what he showed in the playoffs because like he he literally set the record for the Spurs in like 2013. He was he was that good. He wasn't that good, right? But that's the reputation that he has, and gravity is all about reputation, right? You see that's Danny fair. Green pulling up for a, a corner three, you're gonna close out, and that's all you need. That's all. That's I feel like he did make some timely like um, shots after that like failed or that open shot. But I think like you guys might be, uh, and this is like a little bit off topic, but you guys might be comparing it to the 2019 version of Danny Green, in which he did not seem to miss a three pointer against the Warriors for some mm-hmm. for some reason. Him and Fred but, Van yeah, Vliet, man, then yeah, yeah, yeah. did not miss. Yeah, but that's besides the point. Back to the Sixers. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they have Seth Curry now, Doc Rivers as well. So Austin Rivers is also on this team. Um, so interesting tidbit of knowledge here. Doc Rivers is going to be coaching his son and his son-in-law. Oh, my so God. That's, yeah. that's fun. <laughs> family close. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's actually a pretty good point. Do they, is, am, I, am I, like, blanking entirely on J.J. Redick? Like, what's going on with him? No, no, he's on the Pelicans last he's on year. Pelicans, he's on the yeah. Pelicans, okay. I just he's still also, remember him as a Sixers he's player. He's also, also our colleague, as he's also a, he's a podcaster. He gets some professional NBA players as guests. Mm. Yeah, as do we. He's just kept great. So, I mean... Sixers will be fine. I think this is a massive step forward for them. Yeah, I think they'll. Did they have any better. shooters last year or no? None, which is ridiculous. Dude, it was right? so bad that even Ben Simmons was having to jack up some threes. <laughs> like <laughs> when your two best players don't shoot threes, you would think the player that you want is someone who can shoot threes. But no, they went out for Tobias Harris, and uh, they went out for Al Horford, which is uh, pretty dumb. Yeah. Can't win without the three in the NBA. No, you cannot. And uh, the Celtics are going to be losing a guy who can shoot. Mr. Ooh. Gordon Hayward. Well, I don't know if they're going to lose him, but he's going to be a free agent next year, right? Yeah, I think he's he's exploring. Yeah, uh, he he's, declined he's, his player option, so he's actually he's probably free agent right gone. Now. Yeah. yeah, he's gone. Um, so, so, I mean, other than that, though, the Celtics haven't really done anything at all. Mm-hmm. Hey, they, uh, they traded for the top 55 protected. Oh, yes. Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but they lost. Uh, they lost their backup center. Vincent yeah. Poirier, dude, it's important. 
Depth is important. Uh, actually, like, yeah. like, like, honestly, like they, they, they need someone to uh, to be able to guard Bam, to be able to guard Giannis, and they don't, they didn't really have it. I don't think they got really nice perimeter defense, which is like nice yeah. in the West, but not as spectacular in the East. I was thinking. I mean, I wasn't thinking. I was reading. Yeah, Grant Williams. Did, did you did you guys uh, hear about their? Uh, did you guys I don't know who that is? Know about the Grant Williams and Bam Adebayo battles? They like that battles in like high school when like oh, Grant Williams right. is also an that. underdog. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you guys think about I, Miles Turner to the Celtics? And like trading that's for interesting. Turner. That's interesting. I didn't even know he got um, traded to the Celtics. No, no, he didn't get traded. I'm oh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah no, no, we we have talked about that. If, yeah, if that yeah. happened. Um, like, I think that's pretty interesting, but I don't know who would who would they give up. I mean, see, that's the thing. Like the Celtics need big men, and they need like more like weapons, I guess. But the thing is, they already have like in order to give up the, get those weapons, they have to give up the good weapons that they already have, like the Jason Tatum's. I, I think they would no, rather not, get rid of Kemba not, Walker though. They're not oh, touching Kemba Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum yeah. is or, or yeah, like Jalen Brown is like a little bit less untouchable, but he's close. But he's yeah exactly. So I think you would you would rather get rid of Kemba Walker because he's like kind of you know repetitive, right? Because you know you have you already have two playmakers with Brown and Tatum. Like why why do you need another one? I mean, like if you're the Pacers, right? You have Sabonis, you have you know some version of Oladipo. You may even be getting Gordon Hayward in free agency. So, I mean, I wouldn't. I, I would you say no to Marcus Smart? For, Honestly, I would, I would, I think Kemba would get a solid. Yeah, Kemba value. or Smart, like th- those would both be valuable pieces. I mean, they do have Brogdon and Oladipo, so I guess they wouldn't need a backcourt. But um, the, Miles Turner is currently a little bit of an overlap, and they could run out a twin towers lineup, but I don't know how successful that would be. Especially nowadays, like nobody really runs that kind of deal anymore. But again, both those towers can shoot three, so that is nice. It's true. It's true. Um. All right. Well. See if you spoke that trade into existence. That'd be hype. That would be hype. There's uh, a lot of things that uh, Roth uh, is trying to speak into. Speak into existence. existence. I've lost count. Yeah. I've lost count of the number. Of I don't even know what I've spoken into existence. You said Rudy Gobert to the Warriors. That'd I think that was almost ridiculous. That would be so hype, dude. <laughs> Man. Anyway. Uh, Robert Covington and Derek Jones, um, they're going to be on the Blazers next year. That's and it's Cantor as well. That is a good team. Yeah, he's back. So, um, I mean, the Blazers just get more dudes, continue yeah. to have good players. <laughs> it's just what they do, I guess. But, I mean, they didn't even make the playoffs last year, did they? No, they made they the playoffs. They made it. They made it. Oh, my bad. Yes. You thought the Grizzlies made the playoffs, you homer. I thought the Grizzlies, dude. Come yeah. on now. I mean, it was such a quick series. But... Yeah, I like, don't think. I mean, I don't think this moves the needle. This doesn't move them to the upper echelon yet. Yeah. They're still in that jazz area. <laughs> Maybe Nuggets. Jazz. Uh, yeah. Not the Nuggets. You think the Jazz are? are uh, I, I mean, the Jazz were the sixth seed, right? So they're better than the Blazers. So that's the upper echelon. Yeah, sure. but the Blazers I'm are saying, dealing with injuries. I think I'm saying year. they're in that second echelon with the Jazz. As, as oh, the, okay, okay, okay. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. With the Clippers, Warriors, and Nuggets, and Lakers. Yeah, Mavericks. So okay, I mean, so I, I don't I don't put the Mavericks sorry. up there yet because uh, let Isha speak, guys. Yeah, <laughs> right. um, just okay. So as of right now, who are who's a contender in the West for a championship? Contender as a championship, like yeah. it's three, just three, uh, maybe. Who? Yeah, Lakers, um, Clippers, and 
Uh, not the Warriors. And I would put Nuggets, nuggets? half the Nuggets and half the Warriors because each of them are half a contender. <laughs> can't really. I don't know if you can put the Warriors in there anymore, dude. Yeah, yeah really honestly, I, I want to see them. You know. Yeah, I mean, we all want to see them, but I don't know if we can. See, that's what I'm saying. I feel like it's the that. Lakers and then Clippers, I guess. And then there's a I bunch. Think, I, of I like... still feel like it's the Lakers and everyone else. Okay, yeah, because I feel like that's what it is. It's like the Lakers because they've like established them. They have LeBron, right? So. Yeah, I mean, they have LeBron. Like you just automatically like in that. Yeah, team, right? and then there everyone else is like the same tier. Like, I, I think the Portland Trailblazers, Trailblazers played really well last year. Like, they didn't really. They shouldn't have been an eighth seed. They had, they were dealing with injuries. Like for all you know, they could be a fifth, sixth seed this year. Mm. Which yeah, the especially with the, <laughs> with the the Rockets, jazz, yeah. right? And then like the Nuggets work very comparable with the Jazz last year, right? So it's yeah. tough. It's always such a toss up in this. So. I mean, yeah, like they, they got more players, like they're a slightly better team now. So they are now further into that toss up. But it's still I don't think it's enough to really okay, do last anything. year okay, last year in the West, the fourth, fifth, and sixth seed had the same record. Yeah. Yeah, no, and the West is insane. Next... Like the fourth or like seven is like you could it's like the same team. <laughs> no, literally yeah, three literally. to seven. Like three was one game ahead. The, the Nuggets wow, are one yeah. game ahead of those four, five, six. So like I'm mean, at this point, like other than the Lakers, I think everything else is like up in the air. I yeah, think you guys way. are sleeping on Kawhi Leonard a little too much. Okay, yeah, yeah that's what I was. I was gonna say Clippers as like the second tier, like the second seed. They're still really good, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think everything everything else is like up in the air at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ennis Cantor resigning. That's just a whatever move. Um, the most important bit of news, I guess, comes from Memphis, <laughs> as it always does. Ja Morant has adopted his giraffe, <laughs> his baby baby giraffe. He said that that giraffe has a neck like his. He does funny. have a quite a long neck. You're he right. does. He does. I mean, he's right. So yeah. Oh man. I wonder Good how they're gonna you know pick and roll together. It's kind of it'll know. be an interesting way to fit him into that lineup. Mm. But uh, his rebounding have... must be insane, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's still a baby though, so let, let him grow. Give him some time to develop. He'll be an absolute menace on the court soon. We'll see him in the G League. We'll see him in the G League. Yes. The Z League, bro, for the zoo. <laughs> trust, trust, trust. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's, let's, let's wrap this up with the draft, I suppose, because that is also a thing that happened. Um, I mean, like, there are a few picks. Obviously, the first few picks were the most entertaining. About 60, if I had to guess. There were about 60 picks, yeah. About 20 of which were for the Thunder, but no. Um... We can look at the first pick. Anthony Edwards, man, went to the Timberwolves despite his best best attempts to not. <laughs> oh, he had some great comments before a draft. That was Wait, hilarious. was he serious with that stuff? Yeah, yeah. dude. He looked dead yeah. serious with it. <laughs> I mean, I respect the hustle. I do like, not. What, to not get on the Timberwolves? To not get on the Timberwolves, yeah. <laughs> Imagine, dude. No, no, no. Imagine. Your options are either the Timberwolves or the Warriors. Like, what are you going to do, man? Dude, no, I'm pretty sure, dude, okay, I, this is, like, unsure, but I kind of had the feeling Teddy Bridgewater did that his year when he was in the draft. Like, the Jags had the first, like, actual pick at quarterback, and he was, and like, right before the draft, his pro day, he, like, played hella bad. The Jags haven't had... <laughs> and I was, like, so sure that he did that on purpose to, like, get away from the Jags. And then he got into the Vikings, which was, like, a much better option. But there's a difference between, like, just sucking on purpose and, like, just saying dumb stuff. <laughs> like, I don't like basketball that much. Yeah. I'd rather rap. I can rap pretty good, kind of like a little baby. 
Are you kidding? If an NFL team drafted me, I'd I'd go there straight away. Yeah. Like that's not and what like, you kind of hear, man. And he, he disdained too. It shows like it not only does it show lack of, you know, commitment to basketball, it also shows immaturity because you know I why mean, would he you is nineteen. So like Yeah, but like, you know, we have all these polished ass these this guy's probably you know, he's known he's gonna be a top whatever pick for this long. So when that happens, you got to surround yourself with good people. Otherwise, you know, uh, an immature 19-year-old may turn into an immature 20-year-old and so on, right? So, whereas if you had Zion coming out eight, at 18, looking super polished, right? So, yeah, it's not a good look. Pretty How do you think player. this changes the Timberwolves? Like, does it change them in any way? Or are no. they still like... Nope. They're still bad. I don't think so. <laughs> nope. It's, I feel like if they were in the East, then maybe we might say something, but they're not. So, mm-hmm. I think this was the right pick. Uh, they had like a guard that was their ball handler and D'Angelo Russell. They had the big for now, which is Cat. So I think he's a good athlete that can you know give them good minutes. I don't know what they're going to be next year. It's honestly <laughs> not good. Yeah. That'll be your not answer. Not going to be great, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, you just have to hope that he doesn't turn out like Wiggins. Because... Yeah. Right dude, now, it's he reminds it me seems. a lot, dude. He looks a lot like Wiggins. Yeah, it, like it's, and then the whole attitude about like it always felt like Wiggins really didn't have his heart into the game or whatever, despite being so physically gifted. So, I mean, we'll see. The dude's built like a linebacker, so I don't really blame him for wanting to play football. This guy's huge, dude. He's the exact same height as Zion, and but he's like sixty pounds less. So that puts mm-hmm. him like. But he six, he looks he looks super cut though, like, like six, that's six two eighty or two ninety, which is dumb. Jesus, that's so much, yeah. dude. It's a lot of human. <laughs> it's a big fella. Um, James Wiseman went number two to the Warriors. Would have been much more exciting if Clay didn't get hurt. Definitely. Yeah. That really put and they happened like right before the draft. Yeah, right before. Denver. Yeah. Um, there were like talks of the Warriors potentially getting Lamelo because of that, which would That'd have been be, a yeah, horrible no. move. Lamelo wanted to. I don't know if you guys saw his yeah. uh, IG live yeah. before that. He was like, he was like holding up two. Uh, I'm, like, I'm making the symbol like you can't see me. you guys can see me right now but yeah yeah <laughs> I mean nah dude that would have been a horrible decision though I think nah I, I think J- Wiseman was for sure the right move yeah it'll be fun it'll be fun to watch still I mean like it sucks that Clay's not there but you still have a super talented team with with Steph and with Draymond still there and then yeah. uh Wiseman is looking like a really good like he was a great prospect coming out, so he's it'll be fun to watch games him. He's in college. It's insane, like mm-hmm. to think yeah. that he's still, even with all that, they're like, yeah, sure. He was like consensus number one, number two, and people didn't even blink. Yeah, so yeah, he's tall. Like <laughs> dude, everyone's think. tall. <laughs> no, but like he's really tall. He's like seven <laughs> something, right? He's seven one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll be fun. I like. I don't remember the last time that Curry had a like a big big man. Who Andrew Bogut. Was, yeah, who's like, no, who like athletic, you know? Okay, actually, Andrew Bogut, Andrew Bogut was Willie Cauley-Stein. Oh, no. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. Marquise Chris. Marquise Chris is pretty athletic. Like, yeah. I, I really liked him last year. Yeah, that, that would be fun to watch. And uh, pick number three, the big boy, Mr. Lamelo Ball. Uh, Lavar looked so mad, dude, when he got drafted by the Hornets. Now he has to play Michael Jordan one on one. That would be bad too. That's so funny. 
He has to play him for contract negotiations. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I mean, I, I, I'm just happy the Hornets have an identity. I mean, they had kind of something with Kemba, but like it wasn't really much. But I feel like if nothing else, they're gonna get attention. People are gonna watch their games. Yeah, finally. that's the thing. I feel like that's mm-hmm. a big thing. Yeah, so it's um, a good, it's a good thing for a team like uh, Charlotte. I mean, they have Devonte Graham, right? Who is like super sub no for idea. most improved dude who is that <laughs> no he was uh, like so- yeah he was no he was playing well but i think he tailed off towards the second half of the is, is that why he didn't win because like i remember he literally went from averaging four points a game to 18 points a game and yeah two yeah, assists yeah. to uh, seven and a half assists per game like i think yeah was- i definitely think it's just because he tailed off towards yeah. the end like if he continued his play in like the first uh who won bam, bam out of bio yeah or yeah. was it brent no brandon ingram Oh right, Brandon Ingram. Right, right, right. Yeah, but he didn't even get a vote, which was like insane. Like he had a huge jump, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what he can do. Um, and scary Terry, scary Terry, still there. Yeah, dude, like who did the Hornets really? Oh, they have like Miles Bridges, a bunch of like forwards. Yeah, Miles yeah. Bridges, Malik Monk. Yeah, it's a cool um, name. Yeah, it is. It is. They got but a man called Dwayne Bacon. That's lit. Yeah, Dwayne. Oh, what? they have the man Dwayne Jeremy Bacon. Lamb. Oh, they love Lamb. That's Wait, right. you say his last name was Bacon? His last name is Bacon. Yes, yes. yes. So they have Lamb and Bacon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, did this one? Uh, all you need is a monk. Oh, man. Dude, you guys are trying really hard to come up with positives for the Hornets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they, have, and they have a graham cracker, too. Okay, 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 we get it. <laughs> they got a whole meal, bro, don't you? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, say what you want about Lamelo, but he he isn't like he's one of those players who can make people around him better. He's very good in passing, especially like that's one of his strong suits. So I think it's a good move that can you know build something for the future. For now, I mean, we'll see how good he is. There's a lot of you know attention on him right now. And high the bottom of the East is just a fucking god. It's awful. Dude, like you can say that for the last four years. You got the Cavs, the Pistons, the Bulls, the Hornets. The Knicks. The Knicks. Don't oh forget the Knicks. God, that is disgusting. They're all so bad. And like the uh, Hawks are making their way out of there. The Wizards. Oh, the Hawks. Oh my God. Yeah. Make it stop. Dude, honestly, Cleveland doesn't deserve a championship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've been so bad for so long. And then and they just get a savior. And then he gives them a championship and then they're back right to it. Bro, the Cavs are so lucky that LeBron was born in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Straight up. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Lamelo. I I don't know. I thought he was a hype player. I don't know much about how he plays. I still, yeah, I still think he is a hype uh, player. Uh, so you know, speaking as someone who's seen seen Lamelo Ball play as a freshman, oh, uh, mm. sideline reporter, and live, live actually. Live. Um, and then now, like, you know, his game has his definitely developed. It's like, uh, I, I didn't watch too much of his highlights back when he was in Australia. Or somewhere overseas, Turkey, uh, <laughs> Turkey, Turkey. Yeah. So yeah, he he definitely looks like um, NBA ready in in that like he's making good passes. Um, and then he's, he's like, he he's no, he is, definitely is. He, he's always yeah, he's literally always been this skinny, which is definitely a concern, like considering how strong players are in the, in the NBA. But um, you know it. Like, he'll put on muscle. Like, I'm sure the conditioning coaches and stuff will make him put on muscle. So I'm not too worried about that. Yeah, I, I, I know but, that, like, he's not a great shooter, though, right? Like, Yeah, no, his 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 release is too funky for him to be a good shooter. Yeah. 
So, I mean, he has to work on that, I, I guess, before he really lives up to this hype. Because it mm-hmm. really does feel like they picked him just because he's a big name and, like, it'll bring attention to Charlotte. And, like, yeah. yeah, he's a good player, but I feel like, come on, there has to be better players in the draft at three than him. Honestly, in any other draft, maybe, but, like, I, I feel like this draft was pretty, pretty yeah, like, this lackluster. Was a very un- this is one of the weaker drafts in recent memory, mm-hmm. at least from... Like, if he was in the draft last year, I think he would have fallen a lot farther down mm-hmm. yeah i agree with that uh ishis you're a fan of jalen smith oh yeah definite uh t- top 10 pick from the university of maryland jalen oh smith. your boy uh, that's correct. let's go uh, that's terpins terpins terps terps uh yeah anything else to say other than that or <laughs> i mean yeah he is i mean he's pretty good he's a center who can shoot threes so he's good uh. Uh, the, pro- the prototypical player, the prototypical center nowadays. Yeah, I just want to yeah. shout the boy out. Wait, so what, what team is he on now? A Suns. Suns, okay. Hmm. There you go, dude. Suns are getting good players. That's good. And uh, Killian Hayes is on... The Pistons. The Pistons. Who have made a bunch of nice moves, which I don't remember right now. But um, <laughs> they've got, they've got, they've made some really nice moves. Um. Again, which I cannot remember. <laughs> uh, what, what was specifically right? Um, Killian Hayes. Killian Hayes. He's a French uh, yeah. point guard. Uh, apparently, according to my favorite website, The Ringer, is the best player in the draft. Um, he's a lefty point guard uh, and is a very nice playmaker. So uh, uh, good things to come for the Pistons. Yeah, from Jalil Okafor. Oh, right. Yes. That is... With, that's, with that's um, with the fer- uh, ferocious lineup of Dwayne Dedman, um, oh my Haker, <laughs> Julia Okafor, Mason Plumley, and Derek Mason Plumley. Yeah, they got they got jo- they got Josh Jackson though. From so, uh, from Memphis. Yep. Wow, yep. Trader. Uh, yeah, I think Probably. so. Or no, my point he was signed. he was in the uh, the Lonzo Ball draft. He was number. No, four. they signed him. They signed him. Oh, uh, this yeah. it was a uh, yeah. No, it was free agent. That draft was crazy. It was. Fultz, Ball, Tatum, Josh Jackson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, man. I mean, only one of those picks hit. But, yeah. I mean, I would say Ball is a decent player. Yeah, but not, not a two. Not number two. Not a two. Yeah, sure. Dude, that was a heist. Getting him number two overall was a heist, for sure. Yeah. I think that's what they're going to be saying about Lamella, dude. No, but that was an extreme heist, dude. There was no business being that high. But LeVar just... He just pulled. He, he just spoke pulled the into, swindle. He spoke it into, into yeah, yeah. Dude, it's the media, bro. Whatever they say just goes. Like you, no, like, but like if you do anything that goes against them, they'll just write you off on social media. It's crazy. No, but like he knew exactly what he was doing, saying like stupid shit, like "Oh, I can be Michael Jordan one on one." Like he just got the publicity out there, and then he's like, "Oh, no, no, no. yeah, that, from that's, LA, that's for sure." Yeah, you know, if Yo, LA don't pick up. him, like they're doing this something. Is the, this is like the the first 14 of the 2017 NBA draft, which is like... I, I was just looking at it. It's, it's so bad. It's Markel Fultz, Lonzo Ball, Jason Tatum, Josh Jackson, De'Aaron Fox, Jonathan Isaac, Laurie Markkinen, Frank Nilenkina, Dennis Smith Jr., Zach Collins, Malik Monk, Luke Kennard, and then you get Donovan Mitchell and Bam in the middle of the round. Wow. Like, what happened to Laurie Markkinen, dude? He's on the Bulls. Poor I know, guy. He's, he's, still still he's still fine. He's he all right. So he's on the Bulls. He's been. I think yeah. he's been injured, but like, yeah, you don't hear about him because he's on the Bulls. Yeah. Honestly, this 2017 draft class was not good. Kyle Kuzma. Kuzma. That's and NBA Josh champion Hart. Kuzma to you. Gosh. OG Ananobi, NBA champion. Jordan yeah. Bell. 
also NBA, NBA champion. champion. Yeah, mm, I would assume so. Yeah, yeah. two time. I think two time. Yeah. Mm. So we got some champs in there. All right. <laughs> By default, I guess. By default, I suppose. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Any other last words on this draft? Any picks that you want to highlight here? Other than Jalen Smith. Oh, there is a guy named um, Precious Achua. Oh, yes. Precious. And uh, not some, the, the, I think the Miami Heat picked him. I don't yeah. want to draw attention to him, although his name is great. Precious Achua. His little brother has the name of God's oh gift with an apostrophe. <laughs> <laughs> That's his first name. His first name is God's gift, Achua. That's insane. I've never That's seen that in name. all my That's years of name. name. All my That's years of name fanning, standing, <laughs> and and his little sister's named God's will. <laughs> oh my! That's so good, dude. We thought it's, we were ready with Equinamius St. Brown and Amon Ra St. Brown. It's too much. We thought we I, were ready, but we weren't. This is this is the pinnacle. This is the pinnacle for me. We thought I we've just, reached the summit, but we never have. This is this is too much. Wait until WAP makes it into the league. Oh, dude. my God. Dude. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. Yeah, this In is great. In all my years. I love it. All right. That is going to do it for us. Thank you all so much for listening. Hopefully we'll be talking about God's gift to Chiwa in a, in a future episode <laughs> when he makes the NBA as well. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, you can check the link on Spotify. Uh, other than that, we'll be coming back with some more NBA content as the season draws closer. NFL content, of course. And uh, just keep an eye out for it. We'll catch you on the next episode. See ya! <laughs>